So I want to carry on on this message that we are delivering to you today, sharing with you today, guys, and somehow let this be a seed into your hearts. Let God help me to be able to explain and to share and to give everything he has put in my heart to you. Amen. I want to carry on with the spoil I gave to you earlier on, saying about the table. Do you remember? Okay, so we are going to go to um, Luke 22. Luke 22, we are going to start from the verse 7. And we are going to read now the Last Supper. Interesting, isn't it, that our God, our Savior, he decided to to live this last message he could live. Because you know what, something, I think that when we have farewells, farewells, a goodbye, Nandri, farewells, when we have farewells moment, when we have um, time that, like, <laughs> I've been doing that a lot every time I come here. I, I want to make my mind and my words be the last words I could say to you as, as a good words. I, I want to, to give everything. We, when we know that we're going to have the last words for a moment, and one day we will have the last words forever in this land, on this earth. But we don't know the days, don't we? So we have to make sometimes last speech be very meaningful. Because we never know when's the next day. So on Monday, when we leave here, Hereford, we we don't know the next day we're gonna be here. We hope it's gonna be soon, but we never know. So here again, Jesus was having the last moment, and he knew that was the last moment before heaven. And he decided in his mind to have this last supper as the last message he was gonna leave with us and interestingly that the message was spoken not by words only but by by a situation by a moment by a place around the table so i want to read that for you and for me and i want that our mind will pay attention on this scenery here on this on this scenario here on this in this place that our jesus called to be the last place was going to be seen with his disciples. Amen? Okay, so let's start on verse 7. Then came the day of unleavened, 11th, thank you very much, 11th bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and make preparation for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it? They asked. He replied, As you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters and say to the owner of the house, The teacher asks, Where is the guest room? Where I might eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs all furnished, make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. Just to stop here. I like this situation when Jesus 
I like everything about Jesus, but I do like and I found profoundly amazing how God know, knows everything, doesn't he? Well, he knows what we're going to say after. He knows the day of tomorrow and the day after tomorrow. And he knows everything. And here he's saying that there is going to come a man that's going to meet the disciples. And the disciples will ask the man. And the man will give him directions to the disciples. He knows what we need. He knows all the directions we need for our lives, my friends. So let's make the most of our time together with Jesus. Let's pay attention on his directions because he knows. He knows, as the Bible says in Isaiah 30, 21, that the Holy Spirit is going to blow. It's going it's it's to say in a very gentle way behind our heads, behind our heads, if it is to the left or to the right that we should walk. He knows every single detail of our lives. You see here Jesus, Jesus saying that a man would come. That's another encounter. And Jesus, Jesus said to, to the disciples, as you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house of the hands and say to the owner of the house. So go there. I'm going to give you the directions. Go there and ask for this place. So they didn't wait. God could have done a miracle and suddenly they would see a house open and they would enter in that house and make that the last supper and make there. But they didn't do it like that. God gave them another direction that they would have to meet someone and ask this someone directions. You know? They left and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. When the hour came, Jesus and his disciples reclined, reclined at the table. And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. I have eagerly. I think this, this word eagerly is so strong, isn't it? It's like when the Bible says, I urge you. It's like when the Bible says, I long to see you. You know, there is this, this, this thing about Jesus desiring being with us. Eating with us. Being around the table with us. And this desire comes from heaven. I do understand that sometimes we don't have the desire to talk with someone to go to somewhere, to be around the table with someone. I know I've been there. When you don't feel like doing nothing, that's, that has to do with communion. But then this is, this, this is from the kingdom of God. This is where God bestows his blessing upon us. So you know, my friend, when you are weak and then you go to the doctor, and the doctor says to you, you must eat protein, vitamins, fiber. You need to have all these these different foods around you in your, on your plate for you to be stronger. Our God and Father keeps saying to us, I'm giving you a plate that you must eat from it in order for you to be strong. And sometimes we do like children, we, we refuse that. But that's not good. So I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. Before I suffer. He knew he was going to suffer. 
For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. But the hand of him who is going to betray me is with mine on the table. That is amazingly, uh, wrong word. This is amazing how God put together with brothers and sisters the one who was going to betray him around the table. The Son of Man will go as it has been decreed, but all to that man who betrays him. I want to come back to this verse 19 that says, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Remembrance of me. The last supper, the last word, the last, the last thing God wants to share with us, he shared his body and he shared his blood. And he said, you know, when I'm going to know that you belong to me, when you break this bread and you share it with each other. And this is what we want to share with you about this last, this last moment here with you. There is a food that needs to be shared. When, when Jesus presents himself as the body of Christ and as a bread that needs to be on the table and needs to be, to be broken in order to feed all around this, this is an act that we should do in our lives toward each other. This is what we are aimed for in our lives, you know? Each one of us, like Adriana read earlier on in Romans 12, each one of us, being the body of Christ, has its own gifts. Amen? And we can help each other through the gifts God has given to us. Actually, he made us different for that in order for us to need each other and not be fulfilled by just the thing I have, but I need to be with Jane so I can receive from her what she has got from God. He has decided that. I know that stuff. I know that's difficult sometimes, but you know what? It's also at the same time amazingly beautiful and it's amazingly powerful and it's amazingly the thing that makes us strong. Because we know when we are sad and then somebody comes to you and give you a hug and cry for you and cry with you. Wow, my friend. You feel so well comforted by God. That is hard to explain. So I want us to have this picture of the Last Supper in our mind and think about that in this last moment, Jesus allowed the one that would betray him be there, Judas. How do you say Judas? Judas. He was there. And sometimes in our life, we are so afraid to share our lives and to break the bread with other people because we never know who is going to be the betrayed one, who is going to betray us. And then in order not to save us, to make us in a secure place, we don't give, you don't share. 
You don't take the step of faith because maybe that person can hurt me. Yes, probably. Who here hasn't been hurt? There is no way for us living this life in a sin world, having sin fighting against us every single day, not be hurted. We are hurted by ourselves. <laughs> we are. Because Paul said that. Paul said that he was fighting against the things that he didn't want to do. And he had to hurt himself in order that he wouldn't do what he preached. So our mind is all the time fighting against the things of God in our mind and our heart. Imagine the ones who are different from us. Eventually, we will get hurted. But my friends, we have forgiveness in our, in our hands, don't we? In our table, in our hearts, to give. Somebody hurted you, what do you do? You forgive and you carry on. Because there is a next person, there is a next person, there is another next person that might not hurt you and might need what you have to share with them. Our Lord, he came into a sinful world and he was brave enough to say to the, to the disciple, I'm going to leave you with the Holy Spirit and he's going to enable you to each single thing you need to do in this world. He is my presence in you. You can know, you can discern, and you can know what to do. And you can cope when you are hurted. Because I am there for you to heal your hurt, to give you forgiveness, to give you the grace to carry on. So my friends, Jesus had Judas around this table, breaking the last bread. I mean, oh my gosh, I think, I well, you know, when you are leaving a place that you want to share with your friends, like me now. I mean, all these ladies here, they are my close friends. I, I, I know them, each one by name. I know their husband's name. I know their children's names. I know their history behind them. I know them. So I wanted so much to share what I have been experiencing all these years with you guys, with them. And I imagine Jesus knowing that he wanted to make this most amazing last time with just his friends, but then was Judah there. Do you know what does it tell to me? That Judas cannot hope, cannot impede, avoid you, no, not avoid, hmm? withhold you from the things God has got for you. No one can. No one can. You can from yourself. Withdraw. Give up. But no one else can be, can have the power to hold the things that God has got for you. You know what? Jesus, Jesus allowed Judah to be there in that table to, to tell us that we have to keep going. We have to keep going, doing what God taught us to do in life. Even though we have people around us that are not easy or are the ones who don't think the same way. Let's get matured, my friends. Let's get matured. Let's be ma more ma mature and have maturity in our lives to deal with that. Amen. And I want to give you another verse from the Bible. Uh, first, uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 11. 1 Corinthians 11. Uh, verse 17, 
1 Corinthians 11, verse 17. Are you with me? 1 Corinthians 11, from 17 to 34, says, In the following directives, I have no praise for you, for your meetings do more harm than good. In the first place, I hear that when you come together as a church, there are divisions among you. And to some extent, I believe it. No doubt there have to be differences among you to show which of you have God's approval. So then, when you come together, it is not the Lord's Supper you eat. For when you are eating, some of you go ahead with your own private suppers. As a result, one person remains hungry and another gets drunk. Don't you have homes to eat and drink in? Or do you despise the church of God by humiliating those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you? Certainly not in this matter. For I have received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For when, whatever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So then, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without, this is, this is one of the verses I want us to pay attention. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. That is why many among you are weak and sick and the number of you have fallen asleep. But if we were more discerning with regard to ourselves, we would not come under such judgment. Nevertheless, when we are judged in this way by the Lord, we are be be being disciplined so that we will not be finally condemned with the, the world. So then, my brothers and sisters, when you gather to eat, you should all eat together. Anyone who is hungry should eat something at home so that when you meet together, it may not result in judgment. So then, my brothers and sisters, when you gather to eat, you should all eat together. I will ask the Holy Spirit that he will express this word, that he will fill your heart with the meaning of this word that my heart and my mind are feeling now. And... And I just pray that he will gonna speak into your life. The moments and the circumstances that you can share more, you can give more, you can look around in your life and see that there is somebody in need that you can share something with this person. You know, because our father, it's like I have three children, okay? They are not children anymore. <laughs> they have grown up beautiful ones, 20, 18, and 17. So when we come together at, for, for lunch in our table, in Brazil we have this big, big meal for lunch, okay? It's like our, our dinner. 
time. And um, so it's a big important time for us. And we can all for, for lunch. Uh, we have this another uh, um, agreement in our house. Everyone will sit around the table and wait for the last one to arrive, for us to start eating. Okay? And then the first one to finish meal is not allowed to come out of the table until the last one finishes the food. And you know what? It's something so simple, but at the same so deep and hard for especially my sons to cope with. They keep saying to me, mom, come on, hurry up. I am hungry. I said, okay, I am as well, but I'm finishing lunch time and I'm going to be with you soon, but wait a little bit longer. And then when they, when they finish, of course, they finish very fast because they want to go to do another stuff afterwards. And then we keep saying, uh-uh. And then when one of them gets, gets up of the table, we keep saying, why are you up? Have you finished? You know what? It's something very simple, but at the same time, again, profound because the food is a way for us to know in a practical way that we need to know that everybody is being fed. The table around, uh, the table help us to understand that. Because when we are sat around the table, we see who have eaten, who have not. What do the person eat and what not. For example, I can tell that if my, my, my daughter has eaten all her protein, all her fibers, all her vitamins she needs or not. Larissa, most of you, no, not most, but some of you know Larissa. She's quite a thin lady, isn't she? But, but she became thinner. Thinner? She lost a lot of, of kilos and pounds when we went back to Brazil. A lot. I thought, my gosh, it's a wind, a strong wind comes, it's going to blow her away. And then I said to her, there is something wrong. There is something wrong. You are not eating properly. I, I can tell. I, I, you are so weak. You are so thin. I, I, and you are not eating properly. I can tell. So come with me and bear with me this example in a spiritual way, in an emotionally way. Because I am around the table with her every single day, I can tell if she's eating or not. Yes? So how can we know that we, as, as body of Christ, as brothers and sisters, are well if we not have time that we spend together? And, and we see, and then if we eat together, and if we have time together, we will see what I'm eating and what I'm not eating. You know what? These friends that are here with me, they know me very well. They can tell when they look at my eyes if I'm well or not. And sometimes when I say something for them, like yesterday I said, oh, I'm, I'm thinking that this that I am doing or not doing is making this and that. And then two of them said to me, no, it's not. It, it's your mind. It's not happening what you are saying that's happening. We can tell you that's not happening. It's so amazing. Because, you know, because I can be transparent to them, I can rely on them, they can save me from myself, from the lies that my mind and the enemy is going to put in my mind throughout some circumstances. And then they fed me with their faith and with the, what they see about me. And this is so amazing. This is what God wants us to live. So 
we should share even more this spiritual gift that God has given to you because you know what? Some way, somehow, he decided that we would not have by ourselves individually everything we needed. He said that we will share our gifts. We will share our gifts in order to make us strong. You and I. This last verse, the verse of this verse of Romans 1, 11, 12 says in the end, you and I be encouraged by each other's faith. You and I. It's not just you. It's not just me. And you and I, together, together, we will be encouraged by each other's faith. But then for us to be together, we have to have agenda together. We have to meet somewhere, somehow, someplace. Amen? Because we don't are together if we are not spend time in together. And to finish my, my, my time with you, I really would like to share the, the joy we have to sit with you around the table. I do believe table is something from heaven. Do you believe that? We read in Exodus 25, remember this early morning, about how God created, oh, actually, he said to Moses how to create the table. Yes? He said he gave all the measures and he gave all the furnitures and he gave all the details that table should have. So it's not something like there is no importance for this table. No, there is. There is a huge importance and meaning on this table. This is why all these ladies here prepared this for all of us with such love and a lot of work. Many, many friends here landed their, their cup, their... Um, their tea cups for us to have our afternoon tea this afternoon. So please be careful with them, okay? <laughs> we are English tea cups. <laughs> Very posh. <laughs> oh, you know what? This afternoon I want to drink my tea. Mom, like the English ones, very posh ones. Like like that? Yeah, you said, you said like that. It's so good, you know. It's so good to learn from you the differences we have. There's so much to complete us and not to make us apart from each other. It's so good. So the table is this place where we meet each other in a profound way. Because we see through the eyes, we are all aligned, the same, the same uh, level. We can see each other in the eyes when we can tell the hearts. Because the word of God says that the eyes are the heart, are the, wi the, wi the, the windows of our hearts. And that's amazing. That's amazing. So, my friends, to finish my word with you, I want to, re to read this last verse in 1 Corinthians 9, 19. That says, 1 Corinthians um, 9, 19. I love this verse. 19 that says Paul saying though I am free and belong to no one I have made myself a slave to everyone though I am free and belong to no one I have made myself a slave to everyone so I long to see you so I may part to you some spiritual gifts that you and I be encouraged by each other's faith. There is this path that we have to walk towards each other. It, it doesn't suddenly help like that. You know what S happens with the ones that are very alike us? 
we have people that we get on very well, easily, don't we? And with these ones, we, we go quickly to stay with them, to talk with them, to invite them to the, our house. Don't, don't we? we? We call always the one we like most to our house. But then there are other people that may be weak, that maybe are sad. And as the Bible says, the early verse I read, maybe they are like they are asleep and they need food. They need friends. They need to hear about God's healing. They need to have your hug. They need to have your smile as well. Acts 4 says the church were being built by the people going to each house. And they were in the houses having the supper together, the sharing together, the word, praying together. The Bible, the Bible never said about us being just with the ones that come along easily with us but said about everyone, anyone. And so we can serve the body of Christ, each other, uh, each one of us, we can serve the body of Christ. We must serve the body of Christ. And you know what? I've been experiencing with my friends along this trip and the journey we started in March <laughs> was the first day we, we ever spoke about coming here was in March. So we began our trip in March. And in March, I began a terrible emotional crisis in my life. The one, the first one, and I hope the last one, I ever had, like panic attack, the, the worst. You think, you don't think you're going to die. You know you're going to die. You know, you don't think. You just know that you know that you know you're going to die. I said, God, am I going to die now? I mean, if you want me to go to heaven now, I want to go to heaven now. But the sensation I had, the feeling I had, my heart was full of fear. And a sensation that something was going to come against me, suffocating me, making me feel weak, and making me feel um, totally inappropriate and totally incapable to walk on the things God was calling me to walk. And guess what? From this day on until now, from March to now, I've been facing this fear every single day. Every single day. And God keeps saying to me, carry on. Go further. Keep going. Don't give up. I am with you. Be resilient. Resist to this atmosphere of fear that's gone over you. And you know what? The most... The most difficult time of my life was also the time of my life that I had 11 friends together beside me. I, I am so pleased that God gave me the opportunity to be with my friends every month. Actually, from the last two, three months, you were having meetings every week. And every time you're going to gather together to think about you guys, to pray for you, to seek God, to read the word of God, I was sharing my heart. Because you know what? I don't want to wear clothes in my soul. I, was born I wasn't born like that. God, gave, God, God created me naked. He created you naked. Without sleeves. And you know when we are healed... When you present to each other naked, when you confess, the word in James says that when we confess, we are healed. Do you know 
when we confess to God, we are forgiven, which is different. But when we confess to each other, we are healed. And I don't know, maybe God wanted me through this journey to have more compassion for those who suffer the same thing. And then my husband, who is a wonderful guy, but he is um, a guy that, as everybody else who are not feeling what you are feeling, keeps saying to you, Roberta, come on, have a look. Don't, don't feel that. He, he, he tries to make my mind think in a mathematical way. Do you understand what I mean? But doesn't happen like doesn't, doesn't happen like that. Doesn't happen at all. But then you have people surrounded you. And then you have Donna Raquel coming to my house and saying, coming to my house one day and saying, and how are you? Let me pray for you. Let know, let me know your heart. And then you have the love of Christ feeding you through a hug, through a prayer, through a, 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 a eyes, through everything. And Everything that we can do to each other, even a cake, even a cup of tea, anything. And, and since I got here, since the day we started this trip, this, I, I used to say there is a black cloud, a black cloud, cloud, yes, moving, Andri, cloud, a black cloud. I said the day I got to start the trip, the black cloud, cloud went away. Praise God for that. Because I believe you know that there is moments in life that you have to endure. You have to keep going. And then my friends supported me. They prayed with me. They prayed for me. And as we were having to have these moments to prepare ourselves for this time, I was so well felt for I well I was so well felt fed by them. By the time I got here, I, th I felt, I felt like if they were carrying me, like, you know, when you are being carried and they just put me here, this is your place now. You arrived. We run this race with you. And when I got here, I said to Marcus, Marcus, can you believe the clown has gone? I think my place is in England. I'm not going back to Brazil. <laughs> He said, no way, my darling, not now. <laughs> Come back to Brazil. <laughs> and then we can go together. I said, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I will go back. But I'm happy. As a, as, a, as, a, as a long time, I haven't been. With this <sighs> sensation, you know? Like, <sighs> I am free and not having this oppression over me, I have learned that it will come, my friends. Oppression, hurting, disagreements, disappointments, it will come to our lives. But let's not give up each other's because of that. N let's make the opposite. Let's eat more together. There is a healing place for us around the table. I don't know you, but every single time I am invited to go to somebody's house and be fed by them, I feel so much loved. And then David knew about that, the, the king David. He asked God how he could show mercy on the land, and then God gave him to bring the, I forgot his name, the one who was the leaping, the Mephibosheth, thank you very much. 
And then David called Mephibosheth to where? To eat with him around the table. If you know the history, Mephibosheth was Saul's relative, yeah? And by the law, he David couldn't uh, bring anybody from the, the last king, otherwise it would be a threat to his kingdom. But then God didn't see Mephibosheth as a threat, and actually David invited him to be at where? Around the table. So maybe God be with you, my friends, and strengthen you and encourage you by each other's faith. I am so fed. I am so encouraged and strengthened that I keep saying to God, don't stop, God. Don't stop. Let us know how to live this life because you have a promised land for us. This land of being fed, of being, of being with hope in our hearts, uh, waking us up every single day with hope and longing, not, not despair, not, not, not fear, not, not, not in, uh, incredulidade, in unfaithfulness. No, not unfaithfulness. Okay. Cadê a, cadê a amiga? Cadê a amiga Cristina? Fidelidade. Incredulidade. Hã? Unbelieved? Unbelieved. Ok, did you understand? Yes? Ok, thank you. <laughs> All right. I'm going to pray for us. Can I? Yes? I, I humble myself, Lord, because I am humble in this place to know that you are the only one who are the one in our lives. You are the one. And we want to, to allow your Holy Spirit every single day to come into our lives and change us completely. Lord, let us, let us know and know and know that you are able to do everything we need to be done in ourselves. And that you have said to us every single thing we need to hear about. It's all here in your word, in your word, the Bible. The Bible brings to us all the wisdom, all the intelligence, all the knowledge we need to live our lives. So our Father, help us every single day to have this encounter with you, Lord. And let us enjoy this moment and let us be quiet for this moment, allowing your Holy Spirit to reveal to us what we need to know. Because when you reveal to us what we need to know, that brings us strength inside of us, in our inner, that nobody can rob from us. Nobody. Even though we face a betrayal like Judas. Because you are inside of us, feeding us, strengthening us, encouraging us. 
Lord, I just pray that over my friends here, over this church and over Hereford City. I, I love this city. I love the way I learned here from you. I love the way you changed my life here. I love the way how you brought me here to learn with my friends from England. And I love the way how you use our lives here to change their lives. And I just pray that they will, they will learn as well with you, Lord, that they can be changed and they can love more. They can help more. They can, they can share more their lives with one another. They can share more what they've got in their hands. The bread, the food, the time, the, the, the money, the job, the skills, anything, everything. We can share with each other in order to make each other stronger and more encouraged by each other's faith. Let us understand that. Lord, I know that it's hard for us when we... When we see things in our life that we really want, but it's so hard for us to get. And I just pray, God, that we will visit each one of my friends right now. And you are going to give a seed of faith in their hands for them to believe in every single thing you are saying to them right now. And that you said today, let them believe, let them be bold, let them be brave to carry on their lives. And Lord, overall, I want to pray for our emotions because our emotions so many times gets in the way and separate us i don't like that i don't like to hear that i don't like the way the person says i don't like that and the and this lord let us be more simple let us be more humble let us be more loving let us let us know that obeying your word you are going to honor us in your time lord i just pray that our heart and our mind will be so surrounded by your love that there is there will not have space for any kind of feeling that doesn't come from you in jesus name i pray over all of us as you did with me during this journey that you keep saying to me, carry on, my daughter, carry on, my daughter, don't give up. I'm going to re renew your strength. And then throughout this hardest time of my life, you also gave me the most amazing friends beside me to keep me going until I got the promise as I am having during this time here. So I pray that my friends here will find their friends, that we walk alongside them in each single step of their lives. And they won't do these journeys by themselves, but they will have people around them to, to, to share the pain and share the joy. In Jesus' name, I just pray over them your joy, your love, your peace, and everything that comes from you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for being here and allowing us to be here this afternoon, this whole day together. In Jesus' name, amen.